let me Google how to intro a podcast. <laughs> Just be like, hey, everybody, welcome to fucking Corn Fed, I guess. The Corn Fed. Do the fucking announcer voice, just like corn fed. <laughs> You're live with corn fed. This is your host. Pretend that I'm hooking you right now. It's like, hey, this is Jazz. Hey, this is Cayenne. And you're listening to Corn Fed. Today, we're going to be talking about Linkin Park's album, Hybrid Theory. Cut. So we should start because this is like the first episode. So I guess mm-hmm. maybe start like talk about like what like our backgrounds with like new metal are like what is your kind of like experience with it like as a genre before we move on to like hybrid theory. Okay, um, I don't know. I feel dumb. Like <laughs> it's music that I like. Like uh, I'm definitely from Southern California, as I've said a million times. Yeah. Um, so it's impossible to avoid here. I think that my very first memory of Lincoln Park is my brother. I have a stepbrother or had a stepbrother who is, I want to say like five or six years older than me. Okay. And so when I was growing up, I was like, you know, eight or nine and he was like, cool. Right. Cause right. he was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, he was a skateboarder in Hollywood. So like, of course he was cool to me. He was God. To me. Yeah. Um, so I remember him coming over for a weekend when our dad had him and he like shoved headphones onto my ears. Like he would never ask me if I wanted to check something out. He would just like <laughs> force it on me. Um, so he just like whipped into the room, put these headphones on my ears. And that was like crawling by Lincoln Park. That was my first song. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. And it was great. I loved it so much. And I'm like nine years old. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm listening to fucking Aaron Carter, I think. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was, a, I was a big Ricky Martin fan. Uh, right. Actually, I was going through a huge Eminem 50 Cent phase at the time, too. Like, my room was covered in, in posters of 50 Cent. Like, so many. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I love 50 Cent. I do, too. An icon. He really is. Uh, I think that almost, like, explains the transition a little bit you know like that angry kind of you're almost a teenager Mm -hmm. you're a queen and you have a lot of feelings and a lot of it is anger that you don't know how to explain yes so much of it (laughs) and then yeah and then and then Linkin Park is screaming in your ears and and it felt good and that's it that's my experience with new metal yeah that's it's so funny because like for me new metal was like everybody really kind of listened to it that i was friends with but also like i'm a little bit younger so it's like when i was coming into it was like it was kind of like on its way out okay like me and my friends were like kind of like you know kind of like we were kind of like weird kids already you know and kind of like lean towards you know kind of like being like the edgier kind of like goth side like we were like we were like right when Odd Future was taking off. We were like there. We were like fully with Odd Future when like you know everybody else still thought they were like gross, like shock rapper. How old are you? I'm 22. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were how old when Odd Future was what? Yeah. We were like. We were, like, I'm trying to think, because, like, whenever fucking Earl, like, the EP Earl came out, 
uh-huh. was like a couple months after kind of all my friends had like kind of started getting into that shit. And that was like wow. before the whole free Earl thing, like before they became like huge, you know what I mean? Right, and, right yeah. But like new metal was like definitely on its way out. Like the only oh yeah, the only bands that were still like cool to listen to in new metal, I think, were probably Linkin Park because of the Jay Z album that they did. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that was the only cool like Linkin Park thing to listen to in like mainstream, like in uh-huh. friends, and then like. I mean, like, you know, like meme songs, like fucking bodies or like down with the sickness, you know, like you could get away with playing those, but like nobody actually liked them, you know, except for like me and my friends. Um, But like Linkin Park always had this weird thing with us. I mentioned it to you of like, they were like kind of like the band that like we made fun of each other. Like if like one of us liked them because it was always like so like sensitive and like the funny, like I I told you this, it's like (laughs) hilarious looking back on it. Like my friends made fun of me for corn because they were too sensitive. It's <laughs> like you know they were like I was I was like oh like you know because like pretty much the albums that we all like heard first and like agreed on were like Spit by Kitty. Um, a couple of them liked well also not self titled obviously was like probably the biggest one that fucking Cold Chamber album that I can't name a single song off of now anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh, the first two Deftones albums and then like Chocolate Starfish, $3 Bill, Y'all, Significant Other, like any of the Limp Bizkit stuff um, and Toxicity. Those are like the ones that like everybody kind of like agreed on and kind of we all like uh-huh. came together and like, but like Corn was kind of like, my friends were like, why do you want to listen to this fucking 15 minute song where the dude's just like crying in the middle, you know, like, <laughs> talking about how he gets bullied. Like, that's not fucking cool. And then like, and then, like Linkin Park, like almost like took that up to 11. Cause it was like, Linkin Park was like, you know, just like, so like angsty and like, woe is me. And like, you know, like obviously that like hits like very, very differently now than it did at the time. Because at the time, you know, like I was, I was into sad music, but it was one of those things where I didn't want, I didn't want to cross my lines. Cause I was, I was right. like Elliot Smith and then I was into uh-huh. like Slipknot. And it's like, okay, I need to keep those things like separate. separate. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I will say, cause like now, cause I, I mentioned that I wasn't really a big hybrid, like Linkin Park fan at all. Like when we were, when we first started talking about it, but I've been listening to it, like, you know, kind of since we started talking about doing this, I've listened to it probably, you know, like three, four times a week. Uh, uh-huh. And like, it's fucking good. <laughs> like, so good. <laughs> it, it totally holds it up. It really does. And like the production on it is just fucking insane too. Like, it, like it's like, it fucking came out what year? Like, um, God, I'm blanking right now. It came out in 2000, I, I think, right? In what? It came out in 2000. Yeah. yeah. And like, it sounds like it could have came out like last week. production is crazy good um and like i mean there are songs i mean i the one lincoln park song i did always like was one step closer because the the fucking shut up when i shut up when i'm talking just like cool like i remember like hearing that for the first time because like that was like the shit in new metal that i wanted you know what i mean but then like like runaway which to be honest i still think runaway has like some of the worst lyrics i've ever heard (laughs) <laughs> like you know like no offense but like I was listening to it and I was like okay like I can see myself like if I had been like 
if I'd been into Lincoln Park in like freshman year of high school, I would have fucking like been all over this. But like now I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love the boy. It's also like weird to think about like like 20 year olds like writing songs that are like, I want to run away. And it's like, you don't live like you're like a you're like a famous musician. Like you don't live with your parents anymore. <laughs> like they have no authority over you. <laughs> they have no points no. of authority. That's right. Which, that oh. song is fucking incredible too yeah it is but yeah like i really i went into it and i was like you know like i like i never really gave lincoln park a fair shake because it was always like you know i didn't want to get made fun of if i actually ended up listening to them and i did start liking them (laughs) you know what i mean so like i just like never really gave them a chance and like honestly i kind of regret that because i think that like this album still holds up for me now like as like an adult you know but like i think it really if I had like the nostalgia factor associated with it that I think a lot of other people do, this would probably mm-hmm. be like a top like 15 album for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Minutes to Midnight. I haven't really listened to that one very much. Oh my God. That's actually my favorite. Um, like I listen to that regularly, not just for nostalgia. Mm. It's just like something <laughs> that like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'll say, like, in terms of, like, new metal albums that I'm sure that we'll end up getting around to that I, like, purely listen to for nostalgia, there are a lot of them. Because, <laughs> like, like, I love new metal, but there's a lot of it that's, like, I mean, like, honestly, like, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, I listen to that for nostalgia. I have no idea what that's that is. That's Limp Bizkit's third album. <laughs> you know what? I never liked Limp Bizkit. Which is so fucked up to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I did tell you that already, huh? And I'm like, I just, it just wasn't in my radar. Well, like, here's the thing. I get it. And I'm sure we will cover Limp Bizkit very soon. So I don't want to delve too deep into it now because I will turn into a huge Limp Bizkit Defender fan or Limp Bizkit Defender if I get the chance. So, right. Um, but yeah, like Lincoln Park was always kind of like on the periphery for me of like, I just never really listened to them and everything. But yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a really interesting album. And I think that there's, because you kind of mentioned the way that it appealed to you in a way that like, and like, like the area you grew up in, in a way that like not a lot of other new metal did. And like, to it, mm-hmm. it is so different from a lot of what I think the rest of the scene was. And I can totally see that being the case. Because like, I think yeah. the rest of the scene, like, even though a lot of it was from, like, you know, it was from Southern California, but it all had this kind of, like, I don't know what the right word for it would be. It had this almost, like, I think there's a reason that it ended up becoming more popular briefly. Like, obviously, you said it never really left Southern California, but, like, I think briefly it was more popular in the Midwest because it weirdly embodies a lot of Midwestern attitudes. Like, like yeah. Biscuit, Slipknot, System of a Down, like... It is that, like, I mean, System of a Down is, like, a legitimate, like, like reasons to be angry album. But, like, um, yeah. but like a lot of it just felt, like, very, like, just, like, pointless kind of, like, anger for, like, no reason. Which I think is, like, a very, like, Midwestern thing. Because it's, like, you have nothing else to do except for, like, light shit on fire. And, like... <laughs> I'm, like, I don't know. I think it's Twitter... Um, but like Twitter has made me really jealous of like not growing up in the Midwest. <laughs> it's like such a weird experience, which is like, I do think why like Slipknot captures a lot of that, like, 
really like exemplifies new metal to me, even though I know that like there are some people who say that they're not, which I think is just like absurd, but um, <laughs> they really capture this like aimless anger. And I think that like what Linkin Park did, I guess, you know, like in all of their work, but this album, you know, is the one that we're talking about right now. Like they managed to make it much more of like a, it stopped being so like pointlessly angry and became a lot more like introspective in a way that I don't think was like very popular in the genre. I mean, like before them, there was, you know, like Limp Bizkit has a couple, like one or two serious songs. I mean, my favorite song of theirs is Rearranged, but even that has like a couple like winks and nods to the audience. You know what I mean? And like yeah. the rest of the bands were like, you know, the closest they got to introspective was being, they were still angry. Whereas like a lot of like the link, a lot of the songs on this album are like genuinely just like, if you like look into the lyrics, they're just like sad. Like there's like no, like like the, the delivery is kind of angry, but like there's nothing actually angry about like crawling. Like there's nothing in the song that's like angry um, at anybody, despite how angry it actually sounds. Yeah. You know what? I love that you touch on that because I think that really touches on like, what was so important about this music for me. Like I had very legitimate reasons to be mm-hmm. angry. And I think, and even then, like I've never been able to process anger very mm-hmm. well. I, I think that like, it's so overwhelming that it just goes to sadness, like right after. Um, and so I think this music like really hit that for me. Like, it sounded angry. It sounded the way I wanted to sound yeah. about very sad things. But then like the actual like lyrics kind of like, kind of draw that, like what's actually affecting you out of it. Like, you're exactly. actually responding, yeah. but then like the music gives you the way that you want to respond. And I think yeah. that's interesting yeah. because I like, I think that if I had actually like given this a shot when I was that age, I probably would have felt the same way. But I was like, pretty much, cause yeah. like, I like a big thing of like Midwestern culture too. And like, especially like, I don't know how it is like in Southern California, I've never been there. Um, I, you know, the only people who have interacted with it the, from there are like on Twitter and stuff. Uh, so I don't know exactly <laughs> like, what being steeped in the culture is like, but like in like being like growing up poor in the Midwest, like you are taught that like the only acceptable like outlash emotion is anger. Like, no matter if you're a girl, no matter if you're a guy, like there's no like acceptable way to just be like sad. So like, oh. and it, like it shows with like the way that I talked about, you know, like my friends and stuff like made fun of each other, you know, like I, like, I got made fun of for liking fucking corn, like of all bands, you know? <laughs> like, you know, I would never in my life tell my friends back then that I was listening, like, you know, I went home and I listened to like fucking like Elliot Smith or Nick Drake or some shit, you know? <laughs> I would get my yeah. ass like, roasted but like yeah so like it was this kind of thing of like you know you kind of deny yourself that so I got caught up in a lot of like the angrier new metal like Slipknot and stuff like that because it was like well at least I have like something to like map this out on and I think that's like why a lot of like new metal stuff is like very like good too because it allows you to be angry about things and you don't have to exactly relate to what the singers are saying um mm. like i know that people have leveraged this against both slipknot and lincoln park about how like their lyrics are very like vague 
when mm-hmm. I first started listening to this album, I kind of had the same problem. Like when I heard that, I was like, okay, like you could map this onto anything. But then I started thinking about it more. And I was like, actually, I think that's like a good thing because yeah, yeah, because like it allows people to just be angry or be sad about their lives and feel like somebody at least vaguely understands it, you know, instead of yeah. I never really understood why that was like a negative person. And I think it's because like, it's like, it's one of those things where when you first like hear it, you're kind of like, oh, I could write that. And then you think about that being like you said, like that's a good thing. Like if you're like, okay, well I could write that too. It's like, well then yeah, I can fucking relate to it. (laughs) You know what I mean? and I mean, like, that's such a, I, I don't know. I feel like there's so much hubris in that too. Like I couldn't write no, that, you know, yeah, absolutely. like, like yeah, the lyrics are simple, but they're tapping into like, if if I could have written that, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the way that people are always like shitting on modern art. That's like a cube yeah. or something. <laughs> they're like, Oh, I could have done that. But it's like, you didn't. well, yeah. You did not. <laughs> like, exactly. I feel that so much because like it's so much about like just like figuring out like this like way to like almost tap into people's like primal instincts. I think yeah. like Park did yes. so well in this album in a way because especially like the way that it sounds too is like despite we talked about like how like well produced it is it still sounds like nasty. Like yeah. there's a lot of like really, really harsh like noises and guitar tones in this. And like, I mean, despite the fact that Chester Bennington has probably the prettiest voice in new metal, except for maybe, you know, from Deftones, he can still get some pretty nasty sounding screams going. Yeah, I love his he voice. Is, like I would say, technically speaking, hands down the best singer in new metal. Like, he doesn't have my personal um, favorite voice. I like it a lot, but like it's not my personal favorite. But like he is objectively an incredible singer, which is yeah. like, a weird thing about him too. Because I don't know if you like. Do you know about like Lincoln Park's like whole background? I don't know a lot. So no. Chester Bennington was like a successful fucking real estate agent in some southwestern state. I don't remember. I want to say it was maybe Nevada. Um, Okay. I was reading his Wikipedia article like last week and but he was like in like some like other band or something like that and they like submitted a demo tape and like they didn't like anybody else except for him. And so they found like uh-huh. this other band which was all the members of Lincoln Park and we're like, "Hey, we think you'd fit over this." And he just like uprooted his whole fucking life and moved to Southern California to be Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah awesome. like it's like cool like it just like works but like it's like he was like i think one of like very few like people who was just like genuinely tapped to be like a new metal guy <laughs> he was scouted. Yeah, like he was like a scouted new metal dude which is just like, so weird to think about because like that's like, yeah. not like the Justin beaver of slip of um yeah new metal. <laughs> it's like so strange but like and I do think also too, like a thing about this album is there's a lot of like very like gentle moments on it that aren't mm-hmm. seen a lot across m- much other new metal. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not all like, you know, aggressive and like, you know, like all out kind of stuff. There's a lot of more like restrained moments yeah, I think you'd really like Minutes to Midnight, by the way. We should do an episode on that, too. But I do always love that there's, I don't know, it feels like 
it's like the thing you said about being pr- like that primal feeling. It feels like the catharsis after you like let out a big scream, yes. you know? Like that's what their albums feel like to me. Like the way that they flow is very like, ah, wow. whew, I feel a little better. Like, and then you rest in that like moment. I was about um, to say, it's a fucking like, there's probably three songs on this album that I don't like, which is a very low number. Um, and the album is so short that it like doesn't even like matter. Like it's like it doesn't feel like I'm like slogging through it at any point. It's only like 37 minutes. Exactly. It's like very well paced. Also mm-hmm. kind of helps with that primal feeling because you can only be angry for so long. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like yeah. when you like listen to like fucking like well, I'm sure we will cover Slipknot's self-titled album soon, but it's like an hour fucking long. And I love that album. But I like it's like usually after like the first like 40 minutes, I'm like, okay, like we can maybe kind of wrap it up here. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna put that put on some Curly yeah. Ray. Curly Ray. Like this album, and especially like with the way that it kind of has the more kind of like somber parts of it too, it really paces it out really well, I think. And I think it kind of gives it like we joked about like this being like the new metal podcast for girls, but like <laughs> this have like a touch of femininity that I don't think really any of the other like new metal albums have. Not in terms of like sensitivity right. or anything, but just like in the sense of like kind of feeling more like I want to say I would say like the only other like new metal bands that really have it are like Kitty, obviously because it is all women, and um, I would say like Corn has a little bit of it too that feeling of being like kind of just like a cast aside kind of like ignored member of society which I think is like a very like inherent part of like the woman experience and yeah yeah, because like I don't want people to think that I'm saying like you know it's soft so it has femininity because that's not what I at all femininity because my kitty album is fucking nasty like (laughs) because that's one of my favorites but that's like probably one of the heaviest new metal albums out there but it's like got like femininity to it and like same with like corn but it's like just like that feeling of like not just being angry but feeling like you are like not welcome anywhere and like kind of like you are just kind of there for other people to like project onto yeah. i think like this album you're like, what <laughs> you're gonna make me cry <laughs> but i think they did like a really good job of that especially like i know i'll keep referring to like um like one step closer because that is by far my favorite fucking song on the whole album but it really does like speak to that like feeling and i mean like really a lot of it does especially i'll say one step closer in points of authority are the obvious ones of like being like Mm -hmm. you feel like you're constantly being like walked over talked over taken over you know what i mean that's like why i think like the shut up when i'm talking to you part like really resonates because like you you know like as women we like we spend our whole fucking lives just being interrupted and talked over and it's like, just yep. fucking listen to me. <laughs> like, how many times have you wanted to just yell that yeah. at someone? <laughs> what's that fucking, what's that fucking <laughs> post that's like, don't you ever get tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? <laughs> that's, um, do you know Kyra? Do I don't you think so. Kyra? Oh, that's her, her oh, bio. Yeah. I um, love that post. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? to pivot in a slightly different direction um did you listen to this stuff with your friends ever like in the car or anything um, like, like that? lincoln park or new metal oh all new the time metal. like it was like 
most of what we listened to. It was like, in terms of like what we all listened to together, it was like mostly like, I would say probably the biggest band was Limp Bizkit. And then Mm -hmm. Odd Future, Lil Wayne. um, Yeah. Yeah, like that, like all kind of like, general like mid to late 2000s music you know what I mean? like what we listen to most of the time um you know we listen to some like old school heavy metal but like one of the things that really captivated me about new metal was slipknot specifically um was the first band that i ever heard where i went okay this is heavy enough like every other like like i'd listen to you know like Black Sabbath and like Metallica and like Judas Priest, like all different kinds of metal, you know, like Slayer, shit like that. It was always kind uh-huh. of like, all right, this is cool, but like it's basically just rock with a little bit more distortion. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. fun. It's not, it's not, um, like, yeah, it's not emotional no. in any way. I mean, obviously, anger is an emotion, yeah. but. Yeah, mostly, most like I listen. You know, I love Black. I'm the oh, Black yeah. Sabbath lover, um, but, but it's like yeah. it's fun. It's fun it's music. Like, I don't B movie. Like, it's like watching a horror B movie. Is listening to a Black Sabbath song, which is like exactly. so cool. But like when you're just like fucking like furious, you know, like you know, like ten to like probably like fifteen were like the peak years of new metal for me and my friends, like. Mm-hmm. it's not it's not enough you know what i mean you want something yeah. that sounds like fucking like banshees wailing and like tearing like you want to sound like you're getting curb stomped yeah <laughs> or like yeah you're curb like one someone. or the other <laughs> yeah. and so yeah okay what i was what i was gonna say is um and oh it makes me so sad like i so wish that we oh, had no, grown up no. together um uh, like m- probably my top memories of any music really but uh, specifically Linkin Park are times when I would listen to them mm. with friends like in the car because and this is another thing where I feel like your point about the way that women feel like inherently a lot of the time because these are all mm. memories with women all the time like, I have so many memories of me and my two best friends in, in like, her mom's car just blasting Linkin Park and, like, screaming the words out. <laughs> like, we were actually getting heard yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Um, and they're, like, fun memories, like, because it was this, like, collective anger that we were all letting out at yeah. the same time. Um just having fun and like i have a lot of memories of system of a down too of us doing that to system which is funny because that's not really like that's political anger um but you know it all it's all intersects it all crosses over especially because you know i think you know both of us had reasons also to be politically angry maybe not like i will talk more about system of a down also i'm sure we will do an album on that or an episode on that (laughs) because i'm realizing like at first, when we were doing this, I was like, I was like, man, I hope I have enough opinions. And now I'm realizing I have too many opinions and I'm going to try to like shove them all. Like, <laughs> like I need to like temper myself so I don't try to put everything into one episode. Um, we did, like, I think both of us like had like legitimate like political reasons to be angry. Like, you know, at the time, like 
I wasn't out, but I like knew I was trans and like the kind of like, you know, the feeling of that. And then like also like being in like a poor family. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But then you also get, which I think is like we were talking about like earlier about like being able to like map stuff onto like, you know, I could be angry about these things that affected me and I could turn on like if I had, you know, been listening to Linkin Park at the time, you know, I could have turned on something, you know, like fucking like in the end or, you know, crawling or forgotten even and, and like, oh, like I can like map this onto my life. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because the lyrics yeah. are, I can't think of a word that's not generic because that sounds denigrating but don't mean it that way. I mean it in the sense that like you, cause it, it's funny that, They're yeah. Universal. And it's funny that you see kind of like the way that like attitudes have changed towards different musics and like the way that like, I was like, I think like new metal very specifically, a lot of people look for reasons to kind of like critique it. Well, you can look at mm -hmm. like a fucking album, like, an album that I, you know, honestly, like, truly love, like, Pink Moon by Nick Drake, and the lyrics are the most vague, sad shit of all time. But, you know, yeah. it's this, like, massively <laughs> critically acclaimed album because it's a sad dude with an acoustic guitar in England. You know, where, exactly. like, when it's, you know, a bunch yeah. of, like, you know, kind of, like, angry, like, early 20-somethings with electric guitars making, like, you know, hip-hop and funk-influenced music are looking for a reason <laughs> to you know dunk on it and hate on it so and it's it's so funny to me that you mentioned odd future as like one of your influences back then because i'm like could odd future even exist no. without new metal like they went on, they went i'm sure with trash <laughs> talk like yeah <laughs> i mean they were like they took the whole like ethos of like new metal and like early 2000s like hardcore and like that is where they came from i like i agree with you i don't think god future really could have existed without like you know limp biscuit or slipknot or people like that um yeah the whole like shock kind of value thing you know really came from that like you know i mean corn did it i mean Korn's first album, you know, like the self-titled album, it's set up so that it looks like the shadow of the little girl. It looks like she's hanging off of like the K. Um, and like, you know, it's like this like right. creepy figure standing over like this little girl at like a playground. It's like that album cover would never fucking fly today. You know what I mean? And like they were doing this shit back then. And then Odd Future comes around and like they, they, their shit would never fly today either. Oh, I've mentioned this before. Yeah. I don't want to get like too far off topic because I will because <laughs> I need to hold myself accountable because <laughs> I'll just like ramble for fucking ever. But um, but like I always say that like I can't wait until like the fucking kids who are just now finding Tyler the Creator through like Flower Boy and Igor and shit are going to go back and find Bastard and Goblin and Wolf and try to cancel him. <laughs> we're gonna get on like literally it's canceled. gonna I, it's gonna fucking happen i see it coming like <laughs> we, we should, should just I'm start gonna... it we get the ball rolling hey guys like we just want to get ahead of the trend <laughs> and just when you're ready to cancel odd future i'm gonna make, go ahead I'm gonna make like an alternate twitter and be like hey i don't know if you, you guys know about this but tyler the creator actually said some really fucked up stuff on his first job <laughs> 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 
law protect oh Haley Williams God. at all costs. <laughs> Yonkers is like one of the best songs of all time, though. <laughs> uh, oh my god, and that was like a deep seated memory. Like, I can't believe I even made that joke. Like, where did it come from? <laughs> That's like, I love that you made that joke, and I immediately knew the exact line of the song that you were talking about, too. <laughs> oh, it's really amazing. Funny, actually, if you think about our future, the fact that like there are a lot of parallels to like different like new metal bands too of like the way that I think a lot of them kind of softened and stuff as they got older. Uh, it's like, and I oh. honestly think that Lincoln park really kind of paved the way for that in a way that I didn't really give them credit for at the time. Now I do like, mm -hmm. cause you know, Slipknot got a lot more introspective, obviously, you know, as kind of aged yeah. um, and same with, I mean, you know, Corn was always kind of a, a little bit sad, but they kind of ratcheted it up even more later on. Um, and all these different bands, Deftones, you know, got into the, kind of the more like artistic side of everything. Um, and I think that Linkin Park really kind of brought in this like era of like, okay, you can actually kind of talk about like things beyond <laughs> just being like, I want to bash somebody's head in. You know what I mean? It was like, like, Baby, let's yeah. open up. <laughs> like, it was like really like them and System of a Down, I would say, because System of a Down kind of, you know, my my like metric is always with Slipknot because they are the number one band for me. Uh, and like mm -hmm. Linkin Park opened up Slipknot to talk about, you know, like more emotional stuff because before Hybrid Theory, Slipknot had Iowa and they're self-titled. And I don't think there's a single like sad emotional moment on either of those albums. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, you have to, you have to eventually find yeah. out why you're mad. Like, and I think like a lot of that too is like Lincoln Park guys were, they were like, I I'm pretty sure Chester Bennington was straight edge. I don't know if the whole band was, but I'm pretty sure at least he was, and they were like also just like calm, like well composed guys. Which I think is also why I was, like, turned off of them as a kid. Because, like, you know, I was, like, you know, me and my friends were all, like, running around, like, doing drugs. You know, like, starting fights. Like, you know, committing crimes and shit. Yeah. And then, so it's, like, <laughs> of course we want to listen to, you know, fucking Slipknot where all their interviews are about, like, oh, we like to just, like, get drunk and, like, punch each other. You know what I mean? It's, like, we're all, like, whoa, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? But then, like, and then, like, you hear, like, Linkin Park and they're, like, oh, like, we're well-adjusted people who also are sad and it's like well that's not that's not what i like relate to that's yeah sexy yeah it's like i want to listen to the people who are like you know like corn like even like you know like jonathan davis had been in rehab you know like what like four times it's like i can relate to this like i'm on drugs like i can relate to your problems <laughs> <laughs> is jonathan davis the one that is like a full no. Bible oh, no, now, no, 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 no. Which That's, one is um fuck, what's his name? Um well first of all the POD guys still are. Yeah. They, I mean, they always were. Their whole thing was like, being Christian from the beginning, pretty much. God, who is the guy who turned into the fucking Oh my god. It's not Jonathan, so I know that for sure. Because they're still corn is still touring. 
Okay, I want to say it's their drummer, but I can't oh, remember his name. He's not a Bible thumper, um, dude. He just sucks. He tried to sue them and say that he uh, was like the one who like made corn a thing, and like they basically like pulled uh-huh. up like all the like fucking like notes that showed like he didn't write anything, <laughs> and they countered him. And now he gets because he was trying to get more royalties because he was getting like ten percent or something like that, and he wanted. He wanted like a quarter of the uh-huh. royalties after he left the band, and they were like, "Write shit," and then now he gets oh. none. Which if he had just, if he had just like That's shut up role. and accepted his role for like ten percent royalties, he never would have had to work another day in his life. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it would be really funny if that was the Christian guy, though, because maybe that's like why he has to do the that would be really funny. Christian things <laughs> to tap into the hardcore Christian market. God. Which is like forty-five-year-olds from <laughs> Orange County. Like I, prom- like I know them personally, God, so yeah. I know that's who they are. <laughs> but yeah, no, like this Lincoln Park album, though. Like I really just, I really wish that I had given it more of a chance when I was a kid because I really think that if I had, it would have become like one of my favorite albums. And I think, in general, I think I would have liked Lincoln Park a lot, but. For some like I just got caught up in like what my friends and stuff were like, oh well, that's just you know like nerd music or whatever. And I think that is like the one of those like cultural differences we have is like I'm Latina, so I grew up with Paulina Rubio and oh, yeah. Selena and Ricky Martin, like Spanish music. So everything that I found to listen to, I found on my own. It was all my choice. I didn't have, and I was a single child too. So I didn't have like anybody telling me like (laughs) what to, what to listen to or what not to listen to. I mean, my brother would come over, you know, some weekends and he, but he usually just showed me things that I ended up liking. It wasn't like judging what I was listening to probably for the same reasons because he found all his shit on his own too. So um so it's just like a really different you know like introduction yeah, I, like, to had, I had like two concept. sides of like the music that i was listening to on my own you know like um that i was like finding kind of by myself that was like you know either the really weird stuff or the like really straightforward sad stuff that i just like never really let anybody know that i do you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. Carissa's weird. I mean, even like Bruce Springsteen, like his like sadder yeah. stuff, Bright yeah. Eyes, Elliot Smith, Chelsea Wolf, like artists like that, you know. But then there was, on the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, all the music that my that my friends were listening to, and it was like, well, I had to listen to the cool things that they were listening to too. And this like weird thing in my mm-hmm. brain where like I couldn't let them overlap. Like I think I mentioned earlier, where it was like, you know, I it was like. I either yeah. need like my sad music or I need like the music that I listen to around my friends, you know, like I had like, you know, like fucking like, I don't know. Um, trying to think of like an art, like Nico. And then I had, you know, like Chief Keef. And it's, like, you know, I-, <laughs> I love you're like, the I number am the number one, one Chief Keef fan. Death. That's like, it, that's a factual <laughs> thing. <laughs> I keep thinking of you going up to the I mean, prom, listen, DJ. he turned me down three times, and I'm still pissed about it. 
He like doesn't collect a check if he plays. Like I know he wanted to. I feel in my in my heart that he, he was feeling you. The paper but... by Chief Keith featuring Gucci Mane would have fucking killed. <laughs> <laughs> but he has, you know, bills to pay, a family up. to feed. So <laughs> I love projecting this whole <laughs> life onto your prom DJ. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, like. It is like so interesting though, because just how different of an experience listening to this album now, as opposed to even the couple times I had heard Linkin Park back then was because back then I went into it with this active mindset of like, okay, I don't want to like this because if I do, then I'm like, not cool. You know what I mean? Right. That's so crazy to me. Like, may I understand it's just so not the way that I approached music. I mean, it is the yeah. way I approached other well, things. I'm not trying to is front, dumb, like, to be fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, like, definitely missed out on so much cool shit because, like, I just, like, didn't want to be, like, a loser, you know? And, like, also, especially, like, you know, it was before I was, like, out as trans and everything, so it was, like, any sort of thing that could be taken to, like, you know, make like jokes about like any sort of thing like that. Obviously those hit me a lot harder than I think they hit people who, you know, got the same about them who, you know, weren't yeah. the same. So I was like, I actively just like avoided everything that could like possibly be linked to that, you know? Like any, any excuse that anybody yeah. could get to call me a slur, I was like avoiding it like the fucking plague. Yeah. So it was like, I was, it, cause like, I guess like, yeah, because it wasn't even necessarily, like, I wanted to be, like, cool. Because, first of all, my friend group wasn't cool at all. <laughs> we were the fucking, like, loser, <laughs> like, you know, like, burnout kids who, like, you know, by, like, seventh grade were, like, out, like, you know, smoking cigarettes and shit. <laughs> like, out, like, in, the, like, the fucking, like, back lot of a giant eagle or something. <laughs> you know, like, we weren't cool. It was just, like, it was, like, okay, like, this is, like, the group of people who, like, accept me and I'm not going to do anything to like turn them away from me and like a very like not very right. accepting like hometown right. but it's like I really wish that like to a certain degree because it's like you know you can't get those years back and I feel like I could have handled it right. and like I missed out like because this album is just so fucking good and also like even if I had just listened to it on my own and it had allowed like my two like sides to mix I think that it actually probably mm -hmm. would have been like a very like cathartic album to me the way that you said it was for you. Because yeah. it is like a lot of that, like denying yourself being able to be sad, like this album kind of like takes you past that. And it's like, here's why you're pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I would have gotten through my adolescence without Lincoln Park. I like totally though. Like, we it's have such a good, like, you know, even like the songs that I kind of like was kind of like, you know, dunking on a little bit earlier, you know, like with you, Runaway, um, and by myself. Like, if I had listened to those when I was like 14, I would probably still to this day fucking love them. It's just that, like, listening to them when I'm 22, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I'm. this is a part of my life that I don't have to deal with anymore. You know what I mean? You know, I don't have to worry about running away anymore. Like, I live alone. 
because I'll say I did like I listened to this like I said you know like three or four times a week and I ended up skipping that song more times than not um yeah it's just like I don't know it was like it's an okay song musically it doesn't I don't think it really holds up to the rest of the record sonically either and they're just kind of boring and also Uh like I don't think we can get fully through this episode without me talking about how bad I felt when Chester Bennington killed himself because um, when I was a kid, you know, one of the things we would always be like is like, you know, like you're like a fucking like, because I, I mentioned to you like suburban kids were, for me, were the ones who listened to Linkin Park, which I know is like totally the opposite for you, which is so wild to me. But like, it was always like the like music where it was like, what are you fucking sad about? Like, what do you have to, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like we all have like these fucking problems. Like, what are you fucking complaining about? You know what I mean? To these like rich kids who listen to it. And then like, to a certain degree, I think I kind of like projected that onto the music itself where I didn't want to listen to it because I was like, well, what does this guy have to be sad about? You know, like he was a real estate agent and then he goes on, you know, becomes like part of like a famous band and stuff like that. And then like, I would always say that. And then like, man, when like, you know, when he committed suicide, I was just like, man, I feel like fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like, it made me feel so bad. Cause I was like, it's one of those things of like, you know, they always say like, you never know what people are going through. And it like, it is true. But it just made me feel so bad. Right. Cause I was just, oh, what? so much. <laughs> I, I, I said, I cried yeah, like, I so can... much. Like, because like it hit me as somebody who didn't even really listen to the band like i can't even imagine what it would be like if this was like such an integral band to my childhood yeah i was actually this is so so funny i was actually in right after this happened a facebook group i'd never ever been in a facebook group by the way i never understood that we i was in a facebook group of people of color who were going through a hard time because of Chester dying. It was like packed, like so many. And even one of my friends who is from Southern California, also she's um, Indian and black. And she was in this. I think she's the one who invited me onto the group, but it was like, yeah, like that was really, really hard for us. Um, And it was really nice to like, cause I, a lot of people were like, making takes that I didn't understand. Like I had always joked about like, I don't get why everybody hates Lincoln Park, but I really didn't. Like, so, so all these like tweets and stuff from like white people in other parts of the country who were like, Oh yeah, this is sad. But you know, like with like a response about the music as well. And for us, it was like, dude, this music was like yeah. a lifeline for us. So like, it, it hurts bad. Like I remember crying for days. Like I went on a run and listened to uh, Minutes to Midnight like three times in a row during that run. And I was just yeah. like crying the whole time. <laughs> um, but it was really nice to have this like group where other people that were like me were like validating like, yeah, like poor people of color in Southern California and in other parts of the country too, not just in Southern California, but like this meant a lot to us. And it's not something that is seen. Like it's not such an obvious, like it is now, I think, but at the time, a lot of people didn't talk about that. It's like coming at it from like, you know, like the ignorant rural white girl perspective. (laughs) 
like, like I said, like, you know, like everybody <laughs> who I knew who listened to Linkin Park was like suburban white kids. And so it's just like, I, like, I, yeah. I would have had no clue until, you know, like you said, like, I think now it's a little bit more known as kind of more all on the internet and stuff like that mm-hmm. and kind of can see each other's opinions more. Um, but like, yeah, like at the time it was like before his suicide, I guess, you know, like when Lincoln Park was kind of at their height in my childhood, it was just like such a different kind of thing, I guess, which was just so interesting to see like, and so like, like very like, I guess like, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, it's just like, it's always like unfortunate to see like when somebody's death has such an impact on so many different people, you know what I mean? And like acknowledging yeah. that and like coming to terms with like the fact that like there are so many people who are affected by different people's music and like the way that it can like totally shape like different areas and different cultures and stuff like that is very fascinating. And the fact that Linkin Park was able to kind of bridge that gap is, I think says a lot about them yeah. too. But just a, a very fascinating band really at the end of the day, because they really did kind of, they really did bring new metal to a lot of, I think like, I think like a lot of like, kind of like population that didn't ever want to listen, like people who are more into pop music, people who not as into like the like, mm-hmm. Or anything, not even like into pop music, just like not as into like, you know, like the like extreme metal side of it. They were able to like make it something that could affect a lot of people in a way that I think new metal previously was not able to do. I think it was very much targeted towards kind of, you know, like I said, like, you know, like people like, you know, like the angry, like fucking like near to do like, you know, kind of loser. And then like it was... (laughs) And like, like, not to dunk on myself too much, but like, <laughs> but then like Lincoln Park came around and it was like, okay, like this is for people who are like disenfranchised by the world. And like, for like, I mean, you know, like, you know, like I was disenfranchised, but I also just kind of liked being angry, but it's like it's for people who like are disenfranchised and like have yeah. a reason to be angry, who don't necessarily just want to be angry all the time either. Here is something for people who are, you know, like yeah. going through like very tough times at home. Here is something for, and they were able to bridge a lot of these gaps that I just don't think that a lot of the rest of the genre was, which is why they are probably the most yeah. enduring new metal band to this day. I'd say, I mean, I probably, I'd say like, if we, like, if both of us like walked down the street and like pulled, you know, like a hundred or so people, I would say, Linkin Park would be the majority of which new metal band would get like the greatest, like the highest general response. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a reason yeah. for that. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. Um, it's so, I don't know. I never really, I've never really been a, mm. a genre person, I guess. Like, yeah. oh, I like this genre. I only like that genre. So a lot of the times I have not even known what a band or an artist yeah. is considered. They're just what I like. So, so like when you did that, um, that bracket of like new metal artists yeah. that had Linkin Park and Incubus, I was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I 
had never even really put a genre to Incubus. Okay. It was just okay. rock music that I hated. <laughs> that's that's a fair take because Incubus huh? does only have one new metal album, but it's also the only album of theirs I ever listened to. So like <laughs> the only the only song by them I like. Wait, are they dust in the wind? No. No, 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 no. They are drive. Are they drive? Okay, I think it's drive. And I don't even like it because I like Incubus. I like because yes. we well documented that <laughs> I, I hate can't, Incubus. I can't wait uh-huh. to cover science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be miserable. I like I hate the guy's voice so much. Like to me, when you say like someone sounds whiny, that's what that. I think of is Incubus. <laughs> um, like that song Love oh, Hurts God. I remember when that song was so popular and I wanted to kill myself every time that it came on the radio I would smash the radio off and like try to find something else and it would suck when it was playing on like K-Rock and alt <laughs> and you're like fuck get it away too. from like- me <laughs> um, I'm like you are, but I don't like Incubus, <laughs> but, anyway. but like, whole, that song is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god. Talk about generic lyrics and whininess. Like, that yeah, is well, that I- song for sure. Um, but the reason I drive is because it was on a it was on a GameCube oh, karaoke fuck, yeah. game that I had. <laughs> So the only voice that I knew was mine so <laughs> singing that song. Goddamn. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> oh, um, you know actually, yes. Is? Strangely. Yeah. The rapper, have- yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, he had that big moment when Went viral Here's the thing, I had that, no that, idea but... who he was until my freshman year of college. And then one of my friends, who's still one of my good friends, um, really likes him. He's not really my thing, but I, I can respect, you know, he's obviously right. very talented. It's just not really something I enjoy listening to. Um, I will say, because that, like, mm-hmm. that guy is one of my close friends, I've been to two Watsky concerts with him just because he wanted me to, he just like wanted somebody to go with. And I was like, yeah, sure, like I'll go. I'll say, as much as I don't really like the guy's music, he puts oh. on a fucking hell of a live show. Yeah, it, I've never been to one, but I've seen, you know, pictures and videos. And I mean, someone yeah. like broke their leg at one of the, his shows. Like, it was like a big thing. Like, he felt mm-hmm. terrible about it and like stopped touring or something. I can't remember the drama about it, but I yeah. I know that his, his shows go hard. Um but he's got this one song <laughs> that where he like shouts out like <laughs> unsung rappers in history. <laughs> and like, he's like, oh, yes, shout out to Fred Durst. Right. <laughs> he's all Mike Shinoda. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, yes. Mike Shinoda. <laughs> he does not he get the love that God. he deserves. That significant others, or I'm trying to think because if we should do Significant Other or Chocolate Starfish for our first one Biscuit album. 
I mean, we could just no do like a Chitterbug Biscuit but... episode because they only have like three albums worth listening to. And I, listen, I say that as a big Lip Biscuit fan. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> I really don't know any. Like, I remember someone, I think it was an emo night, and they played like the big Limp Biscuit song. Which and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, which, which Limp? Because Limp Biscuit has, I would what? say, three big hits. Okay, Roll name one. them, and if I recognize it, I'll say Break Stuff? No. That's the one where the chorus is like, just give me something to Maybe? break. How about your fucking face? Nookie? No. It was, it was probably Nookie. It might have been. That seems like a good know. emo night song. Um. <laughs> That's another thing where like that crossover is really funny to me because at emo nights in California, we play oh, tons really? of Lincoln Park. Yeah, like I think we went through like six or seven. See, I would like emo night the last emo night that I went because to. <laughs> um, I've never been to emo night, but I went to a <laughs> similar event that my friend ran, um, and it was all mm-hmm. fucking like My Chemical Romance and like like I, what I would consider more like genuine <laughs> like emo music, not like sadder like new metal. What I mean. But like, um, because mm-hmm. I, I fucking can't stand that shit. Like, no people who like my chemical romance. I only like one of their <laughs> songs, though. So, teenagers, and the thing about it Which is, song? is I only like it, be- even though I'm, I relate to the character that they're critiquing. The one, the thing is, like, it's like he says this. Teenagers right. scare the living <laughs> shit out of me, and I'm like, teenagers do scare the living shit out of me. Along to that part, but <laughs> the rest. But like they played like, like when I went there, they played "I'm Not Okay" like fucking like ten times. They played American football, which my hatred for American oh. football is documented. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't hate American football, but I'm not going. I'm not going no. out with my friends to drink to American football. Yeah. I'm trying to be if you're going to emo night, you want like, at least like throwback songs that are like, you want it to at least be like the fun type of emo. Exactly. Like, I don't mind. Uh, I'm not okay. Yeah. I actually made okay, out with a random girl that. to that I song. I can respect that. <laughs> it was really great. Like, it was one of my one of my highlights of the last year, I think. And who knew? Who knew that my last emo night was going to be one of the last times I would be making out God with damn. a stranger at a bar? <laughs> F in the chat. <laughs> but yeah, that was really fun. Um, but yeah, like, I'm okay with, like, I'm not okay. Like, that's a fun yeah. song, at least. But, like, American football? Like, no, thank you. Like, I'm off of six yeah. gin and tonics. Like, I don't want to listen like, to him. Keep the mood a little light here. <laughs> like, at least really fucking, like, Jimmy Eat World or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did do a lot yeah. of Jimmy World. We do a lot of Blink One Eighty Two. I think it's so funny because a lot yeah, of these bands are not considered punk. emo in other places. I would call them like pop again, punk. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but because this is like a different place where people of color yeah. and have a different relationship with rock music, like. All of that is like that yeah. was our gateway to emo music, which 
black people love as you as we know from <laughs> from twitter and from me from my life <laughs> but like i love in black twitter when we're like fallout boy we love them yeah. paramore we love them <laughs> and it's so true <laughs> um but anyway where was i oh yeah we at the at the middle of the show like when the energy was starting to die they played a thousand miles by vanessa carlton it was awesome every the whole place went crazy (laughs) but yeah i guess i guess like summing up like the whole like lincoln park thing like do you have like anything else like specific that you want to like get across about them Mm-hmm. New though, wrong? like I like I've mentioned kidding. it a couple times already, um, but like I really never gave them a fair shake, and I really fucking regret it. Like they're fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's like that's my only thing. Like I get so sad when people shit talk Lincoln Park, or like even as like I think a lot mm. of the time it's like a demographical kind of shit talking to like a generalization about the people and the taste of people who like Lincoln Park um and I'm always just like I just don't understand it and in general I don't understand people judging other people's tastes like that's a really big thing for me but Lincoln Park was just so formative for so many people here that I just don't understand like mm-hmm. pretending well, like you're like, above it kind of you know that, like, I guess like I kind of wanted to like get across too was like I like I really wish that like I had because I don't think I ever thought I was above it I just didn't want to really be associated with it because I didn't want to kind of give other people ammunition and I really wish that I hadn't dealt with Mm -hmm. that or like not dealt with that but like I wish I hadn't like given into that because that's like such a stupid thing to worry about and like now that I'm like an adult I can realize that um but, like, it is, I think you're right that it is typically used to, like, and I think we'll run into that a lot on this podcast talking about, about the way that all of these bands are just, like, oh, yeah. very much, like, looked down upon by everybody. Um, except for, there's two bands, because um, I would say there are two bands that I don't think people think that way of in New Metal, and they're System of a Down and Rage Against the Machine. Um, which I do want to say... Right. Neither of those bands make smart people music. You can be shit in both of those bands. I am a perfect example. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing where it's like because they talk about politics, people think that they're like only for intelligent people. And like obviously intelligent people listen to them. I have a bunch of very intelligent friends who listen to both of those bands. You don't have to be smart to like the 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 emotional connection that you make to rage or to um system is not has nothing to do with politics i mean obviously there's like another angle or edge to it when you are connected to it politically and and are aware of what they're saying and how it affects you but yeah exactly they're mad (laughs) scream like i don't know people are so like funny when they overanalyze like basic human emotions and act like yeah. like that was the thing with the podcast that you sent me that I thought was just so funny these guys were like it's children's music and I'm like yeah. it's just how people feel like 
<laughs> like no you stopped having feelings after you stopped being a child no, like, like i just I don't get it, get it sure, you know? it's like and i think that's like such like a weird thing to say too because like not just them i think that's like a general kind of like cultural attitude that i don't think people realize that they hold of yeah of like there are mm -hmm. certain things that are emotional that are starting to become like more acceptable now but for some reason we still hold like i think like that very kind of like i think we hold a lot of views of like kind of like sadness and we just view them as just being angsty when that's not really the case like those are very different mm -hmm. things you know what i mean like angsty is like a kid whose parents make 200k a year complaining about not getting a skateboard you know what i mean like lincoln is talking about very yeah. like legitimate <laughs> obvious i mean like you know maybe not immediately apparent in the music but like especially if you take you know context into account like talking about very like serious like emotional right. things um you know like i said like runaway you know i think the lyrics are corny in that but like that's one song but like you know, like crawling is very much about like the idea of like being uncomfortable in your own body is not and like dealing with like, you know, body associated trauma and stuff like that is not is not like an angsty emotion. That's like a real thing that people go through and have to deal with. And I mean, like in the end, like, you know, like struggling with like feelings of like nihilism and stuff like that. It's it's just gotten and I think the thing that Lincoln Park suffered a lot from, too, is in the mid 2000s they got memed really heavily which doesn't help <laughs> you know what i mean i i honestly got think that lincoln park would have a lot yeah. more like unironic fans if it wasn't for like fucking like vine giving people you know like you know like i've become so numb like fucking memes, you know every like you know two minutes <laughs> Because if you hear that song, like, completely devoid of, like, meme context for the first time, it's actually, yeah, no, exactly, like, it's a very How happy I song, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it's unfortunate, and I think that's, yeah. like, one of my problems with, like, a lot of, like, I think new metal is a big victim of irony poisoning, to be honest, because it is, like, this very, like, startlingly sincere music. I mean, exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, I think like one of the reasons that it's made fun of so much is because like every single new metal band, like even fucking Limp Bizkit, who is like probably the goofiest of all the new metal bands, they wear their hearts on their fucking sleeves. There's, there's mm. nothing ironic in the genre. Right. At all. Yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I never did. Did you even watch Glee or did you ever watch Glee? State of Ohio. Yeah. So, um, and this is exactly how I feel about new metal and and in general, like about life. I think I'm like I'm probably one of the least ironic people that I know. Um, like I love you know like if it's funny and ironic i'll Same. find it but funny but i don't perform my life that way yeah. like everything i like is very sincere like i genuinely like it. i don't All understand guilty pleasures i don't understand <laughs> so um there's this scene <laughs> in the i think it's the pilot episode of glee which is one of the one of the greatest 
like <laughs> fusions of irony and sincerity to ever exist by the way there's a reason we still talk about glee um but anyway it's like the first episode and i don't know if you know this but there's a character in the show that is in a wheelchair and so they're they're doing a number to this song called sit down you're rocking the boat and the main character who is again another very sincere person is like why are we doing a song about rocking the boat with a guy in a wheelchair and the guy in the wheelchair is like i think it's supposed to be ironic and poignant and she's all there is nothing ironic about show choir (laughs) arms off and that's exactly it just sums up how i feel about like like, new metal about everything like i i just don't think it really has as much of a place in like modern society because it's just a bunch of people like genuinely saying everything that comes to mind and not not even really worrying about whether they come off as corny or not. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're not curating um, their emotions. Like they're not adding a filter to make their yeah. sad Instagram and they're not like and they're not more like relating in like anything. you know like a wink and a nod of like I suck but actually, you know what I mean? Like you know it's like they're just kind yeah. of like they're not going through their journal and editing it for mass consumption they're literally kind of putting out what they want to put out which exactly. is why i think it's such an interesting genre and why i think it really kind of because yeah. i'm the same as you where like if something is ironic like i'll laugh at it sure whatever but like i there's nothing in my life that i enjoy <laughs> ironically like like I, I goof on some of the things that exactly. I like because I know that they are like funny to other people. You know what I mean? Like I joke about how much I love Slipknot and like, you know, Limp Bizkit and Lincoln Park and Corn and stuff like, you know, but they are things that at the end of the day, like I come home, mm-hmm. I sit down and I put them on and I genuinely enjoy them. I don't laugh through it. I don't like, you know, anything like I genuinely feel connected to these songs, these albums, these, you know, movies whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I completely agree. That's, that's almost like the conversation I'm always having about Glee. My sister really loved it, but I honestly never watched an episode of it. And I don't know why I think, well, I do know why. And it's because I don't really like musicals. So. Oh, okay. I do know that it took place in the one thing I know about it is Um, my my dad mentioned this one time because we were in the car and he was talking about it because he watched it with my sister and he was talking about how it's nothing like what Lime Ohio is actually like. He was like he was like they he was like these like fucking big wigs, they've obviously never been there. (laughs) I heard I heard that the school is actually based on OSHA, which is a, oh. it's an art school here in Santa Ana, uh, which is so funny. Yeah, like, why would you put it in Lima? <laughs> like, but if, if it is based on OSHA, Lima. it cannot possibly be based on OSHA in 2008 <laughs> because everyone is gay at OSHA. Like, there's, there's nobody's getting slushied for being gay oh, at OSHA. God. That's what happens when Hollywood people try to figure out what it's like in Ohio. No, but yeah, like, I, because I do think that that is, like, part of very, like, very much boiling down, kind of getting back to, like, Linkin Park specifically, like, why I think new Metal was popular with my friends, but specifically mm-hmm. Linkin Park wasn't, 
is because like irony wasn't cool. So like being sincere was cool, but it was cool to be sincere about being angry, not about being sad. Because once you started being sincere about being sad, uh, it was like, well, you're just being like fucking weak, especially cause like the Midwest has like, I'll defend the Midwest, but we do have a very big problem of, I think probably in areas of the United States, we have the biggest problem of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps ideology. You know what I mean? And it's like, once you start being bad, it's oh. like, well, what are you fucking complaining for? Just like fucking make it better. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I, I never felt that way, but I knew that everybody else did. Mm-hmm. So I made a conscious effort to not let anybody else think that about me. Yeah. It's such a, God, that's such a fucking awful American thing, I think. I mean, I'm not saying it's exclusive to well, America, yeah. but it's like, that's like our narrative, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, yeah, it's like and terrible. It and I think so that, angry. honestly, like, I do think that is one of the reasons that, like, honestly, like, a lot of, like, the sincerity of, like, new metal and stuff did, like, get kind of a big pushback very fast because it was one of those things that was, like, it's okay to, like, be angry about, like, systemic problems and, like, also, it's okay to be, like, sad, you know, with, like, Linkin Park and, like, later Slipknot, you know, with stuff like Snuff or All Hope is Gone. Um, or even Deftones, you know, has some sad songs, stuff like that. It was, like, one of the first times where people were really being told that. And I think it got this huge pushback, especially, like, when we talk about System of Down, we're going to talk about 9-11 a lot. But it's... <laughs> so I, it like I, I'm laughing. it's I'm funny sorry. but we are because it's true. It came out a week before 9-11 <laughs> and like I think like it really did like have yeah. this thing where it was kind of like it came out at this time period where people were finally starting to kind of like accept that things were wrong and then something happened that made it so that you couldn't question the United yeah. States at all and the new metal just completely died because you could no longer question, like, <laughs> why is this making me so depressed? Why is this making me so angry? All of a sudden, you have to fucking love your country. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not- yeah. I also, for the record, think that that's what happened to American Idiot, which everybody yeah, hates. Like, I can agree with you. Like, I'm not I really love- a big Green Day fan <laughs> just because of their sound, but I agree with you on, like, in terms of why it got pushed back, like, by, like, the mainstream press. And, like, I think it's a big reason why a lot of, like, a lot of the more, like, um, what would you call it? Like, um, like conscious hip-hop, I guess is what they call it, kind of started to die out around then, too. Because it was, like, people don't mm-hmm. want to fucking hear about, like, systemic... Like, they should want to hear about it, but they didn't. Because all of a sudden it just became about, like, oh, defend your country, blah, blah, blah. Fucking nationalist bullshit. But, like, they didn't want to hear about, you know, like... Right. You know, like minorities being abused or like the systemic, you know, structure problems of the United States and like classism and stuff like that. It was just like, oh, people in the Middle East bad. America good. And if you question that, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, you know? So, okay. Well, I guess that's okay. it about Lincoln Park's hybrid theory, unless you have anything else you want to add. Yeah, me neither. So I guess next no. week we'll, or next week, next time we record, <laughs> whenever it happens. <laughs> yeah. It took whatever. us like, like uh, 16 weeks time, to figure this out. Next time we come out with the episode. <laughs>
we're gonna be doing Toxicity by System of a Down. So we're gonna get even more political than we did this time. So we're gonna get even more political than we did this time. We're gonna what? I can't wait. I I feel like our goal is to say we hate America like once per episode minimum. <laughs> we will find a way oh, to turn Limp Biscuit into We Hate America somehow. <laughs> yeah, thank um, okay. Thank you yeah, for joining. Thanks for listening to Corn The New Metal Fest. Podcast for Girls. <laughs> new Metal Podcast for Girls. That's our tagline. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. You got to log <laughs> off. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a dude, yeah. go also away. non-binary people. Are, are <laughs> Just kidding, we love you as well. Um, well, yeah, um, yeah, because new metal is always for guys. We're reclaiming it for anybody who's not a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Non-dudes rock. There you go. Non-dudes rock. <laughs>